I'm going to move over there mm-hmm. and I'm going to grab out my ladle. Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. We have Baron, Barnabas, Gorgonbort, Morvan, and Renga. What is the phobia of small holes? Like it's a- uh, <laughs> No, no, no. It's like yeah, yeah, sponges a, and it's- It's kind of on top. Is it actually? <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's a literal phobia. Yeah. And the phobia is things coming out of it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking something coming out of someone's mouth has to, has to be that phobia. It'll, it'll definitely hit that phobia vibes. Oh, so- yeah. Last we left off, you guys found somebody coming into the Sky Spire from the Dry Expanse who is absolutely and well and truly munted. He's bubbled. Uh, you took him into the Dry Spell, which is the inn on the outskirts of the Dry Expanse. And from there, uh, he was carrying more than he bargained for. Uh, we have some trouble to sort out. So, initiative order, we have Gorgonbort up first. You immediately look at Rengar, who is uh, grabbing this individual's arms and you immediately go and take the arms off of him as Rengar goes and pulls his weapons out, uh, readying himself for combat. And you are up first. What would you like to do? When I see that that leg coming out of his mouth, uh, does it look in insect-like to me? It does. It's segmented like an insect and yep. you can see that there is a very sharp end to the foot and you can see that it's almost jagged like a, a grip sort of situation. Right, so I got nothing out of him because the leg came out of his mouth. So uh, I'm going to instantly hold... Uh, I need to hold. I'm going to still hold him and instantly grab my uh, oil. And I'm just, I'm sorry, mate. And I just start dousing him in oil. Okay. Because I plan to set him on fire. Your action, <laughs> you uncork and you literally slather this guy in oil who's l- screaming his head off basically in this inside this tavern, which you can hear from outside more than many feet away. Um, you can see uh, Braxton as well running across and he's drawing his sword and he's like, this is going to be so fun. <laughs> Uh, and at that, uh, well, what else would you like to do with a bonus action? You're about to burn the guy alive. You may want to. Bonus action. Uh, well, we haven't left yet, so I'm just going to rage straight up. And I tell Barnabas, um, get your torch out or something and burn this guy. All right. And at that, it is your turn, Rengar. So at this stage, Barnabas is still holding him? <laughs> yeah, he's holding his yeah, feet. Yeah, Roger. Uh, what do I see exactly? What is it? Was just one single leg. One single leg coming out of his mouth. Yeah. And you also see that there are three bulges that seem to be moving its way across his body now. And they seem to like disregard bone matter or anything in the belly now. And it's just, he seems like a sloppy mess in the middle of just rupturing, moving, writhing and bodily, sorry, Morvin, (laughs) bodily fluids. Morvin's glad he's not inside (laughs) watching this. Uh, Rengar's going to just back the fuck up behind this thing here and get his bow out and just aim straight for the middle of this guy's nuts. All right, so you back yourself up to one of the nearby tables, grab your weapons out, roll your attack. Oh, I'm definitely going to use my inspiration on that one. That was a two. I'm sh- shooting in his guts where those little things okay. are moving mm, yep. around. Wow, it's a nat 20. So it's a D8. Oh, actually, i got a bonus action to do Hunter's Mark. You can do that. I'll say you do it's that It's going to be hard time. to isolate... One of those items. So let's just say I pick one of those bulges. Yep. And, and you just see in front of you two mm. that black, blacky, cloudy smoke. Pop and take my shot. What is it, a D8? It's a D8 for and a D6 for your hunter's mark. Yeah. 7, 12 damage. 
12 damage total. So at that, you watch as Rengar backs up, loses this arrow. The flare of Hunter's Mark occurs in this guy's body who's just screaming. And you hear him saying, no, no. And as the arrow hits him, he's immediately silenced. And you watch as his body falls limp, save for the writhing in his belly. Mm. You can see his body is completely like torn to shreds from whatever the dry expanse as the arrow pierces something and you hear this shrill screech, just just like shrill screech that sort of emanates through this in the arrow found mark. Uh, that then brings us to Barnabas' turn. Are there any uh, lit torches in this tavern? Uh, there's oil lanterns above you. Yeah, set him alight before that thing gets out. I'm going to uh, swing him like a hammer throw. Try to hit a lantern and then <laughs> throw him out the door to get the fire outside. Okay, like so I'll let you, I'll let you <laughs> do one of those things. Responsible citizen. You can swing him into the lantern or swing him out the door. Lantern. There's also little candles on each table. Just so remember. Yep. So you know. well, this, is a, this is a stone dwelling. We can't burn it to the ground. Just everything inside. And maybe if you swing it out the door, Morven might yeah. be able to might, join. You might see a fireball opportunity. All right, um, <laughs> you don't want my fireball. <laughs> Out the door. I think. I think this is a responsible citizen. He's, he's, he's got oil all over him. Mm-hmm. I think just, just aim for the door and throw him. All right. Roll an athletics check. It is an eighteen. Okay. So with his feet, you sort of hammer throw on your heels, leaning backwards into mm-hmm. it. You watch as his body is loose in your hands, holding him by the heels. As you swing him around, uh, you swing him with such force that you let go of him, and as you do, his body spins in the air. The middle part of his body tears in half and you mm. watch as one half of his body goes out Uh-oh. the door. The other part hits the wall and you watch as there's this spray that hits the floor. Uh, at that as well, you can see three insectoid individuals just sort of move their way around, one on the floor, one on the wall, and the other one on the table. And they just sort of screech and then scuttle and you watch as- Are the three insects inside or outside? One. They're inside. All right. They get a torso outside and then the- uh- so Morvan just sees the torso. <laughs> Morvan sees the torso fall out and goes, yeah, these guys aren't doing surgery. Right now. <laughs> well, that wasn't very successful, but now I know we're, you know, what we're fighting. All right. And you see these, they're like four-legged insectoid individuals. You see a large grey-black carapace that seems to encompass the back half of it. You can see it's got these two pincers that seem to move around and then just sort of snap together. And you can see that it has these eye stalks that point out like eyes on a, um, a snail. Like a snail, yeah. And um, what's the size of these now that they're out of the body? Probably about the size of a soccer ball. They have expanded. Okay. At that, you also watch and see as one of them sort of opens its mouth and you can see this vortex of fangs that seem to indicate like a vacuum, like more. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you notice, Rengar, that it's significantly similar to the wound that was on its neck. And you yeah. see this uh, saliva-like glands moving through it. And, yeah, disgusting. Noted. Definitely something to Don't let it jump from. on your boys. Mm. You see a body, Morvan, just... Half a body. Yeah, half a body <laughs> bounce out of the tavern door. Lathered in oil. Mm. Um, slides well. Yeah, it's, it slides halfway across the stone. You watch as there's a moment silence through the sky spire and you watch as the three goblins move over to it, start pilfering, and then just begin moving back to their stable. You watch they sort of push it off to the side as well. Where's this uh, paladin who's meant to be guarding? Yeah, we're doing his job. Doesn't seem to be there. <laughs> just grooved. His <laughs> audio. <Yeah. laughs> uh, is it my turn, sorry? Yeah, it's your turn. I see that and turn to 
uh, Silent Breeze and say, no, wait here. I assume he's engrossed still. Still looking. Get up, cast Mage Armor on myself and move into the... Is there a sense 30 feet? Can I get in or am I just... No, so with a dash, Braxton got here. So with a dash, you can get to the same space if you wish. Uh, I want. I need my action to cast my Mage Armor. So, All right. so you'll get 30, 30 feet. feet behind him. Yep. As you begin casting Mage Armor on yourself, you begin to run behind Braxton, who's now excited to enter the fray. That then brings us to their turn. You watch as the first two that seem to have splattered out begin scuttering and approaching. One across the floor goes all the way to Barnabas. One goes up the wall and goes up to Barnabas' other side as well. Uh, They're both going to try and attack you. Do you need to attack on both of those? No, because it's only when they... Oh, wait. Do you have a feat that does it when they enter? Yes. You have one reaction, so you can do it to one. The one that's already damaged. Yeah, you can see an arrow just sort of still stuck into this one that you can uh, strike as well. 20 to hit. That'll hit. Five damage. All right, so you go to strike it, and as you do, you move your uh, glaive blade through it, and as you do, you watch as this creature just sort of phases in and out of existence. You catch the end of it, and you watch as black blood splatters, but it's almost as if your weapon didn't purchase as much as you wanted it to. Okay. Uh, They're both going to get an attack on you. First one is a 22, and the second one is a 19. 19 matches my... Yep, so two hits. Can you please roll two constitution saving throws for me? Ooh. Oh, bruh. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Five and a ten. Okay, so two fails. You take 16 points of piercing damage as these bites just go onto you and you feel like a blend has been turned on as one hits your leg and the other one hits your guts and they just mm. sort of suction onto you, basically. And then you take 20 points of poison damage. Oh. From the first one. Holy oh, shit. <laughs> how much was the first damage? Better, how much was 16, 16 total. 16 piercings. That's from both piercings. Yeah. yeah. First one is 20 points of poison damage and then 14 for the second lot of poison. Holy That's shit. exactly my help. All right. 50. So you watch as this poison enters Barnabas's body. These two just basically suck the life out of him. You watch as his face just begins to drain and you watch as these two carapaces begin to swell with blood and and basically Barnabas. At that, you watch as Barnabas just falls flat to the floor, unconscious. That then brings us to the other one's turn. Going for you, Rango. Bring it on, bitch. You watch as they begin crawling all over the furniture, ducks underneath one of the furniture, and as it gets within five feet of you, it just lunges towards you. Does a 20 hit your AC? Yep. Okay, roll a constitution save for me. 15. Save. You take 10 points of piercing damage as this thing sucks onto your torso and just uh, starts ripping and vacuuming into you. And you take seven points of poison damage. That's already halved. Right. So at that, you watch as this one definitely takes a hold of you and you watch as the other two that seem to be on Baron Barnabas then begin to turn its way and look towards you. Me. Gorgonbord. Uh, and that brings us to Braxton's turn. Braxton's going to rush in the doors. Come on, Braxton. And as he rushes in the doors, he's going to see everybody and Barnabas on the floor. He goes, it was the arm wrestle. I, I shouldn't have <laughs> fucked with him. And he watches, he moves his way over to Barnabas's body and he's going to try and defend uh, these guys off of Barnabas. On the table or on the side? Yeah, why not? He'll go and jump on the table and you watch as he... 
You watch as he does that. You watch as he does that thing as he runs in, where he puts his heel on the top of the chair and one on the bottom of the chair, and he sort of leans forward and shoots it as he comes back down. Uh, so he'll attack. That is a sixteen, which will hit. He'll do sixteen points of damage on his first shot with an arrow, straight into the guts of this creature, which will kill it. And you watch as the arrow just pierces him into the floor, and then he takes his second shot, and the second shot will unfortunately miss. So as he shoots with the second shot, you watch as it goes straight through this creature who seems to have phased as well. That then brings us to Gorgonbord's turn. I run towards uh, the one near the table and I'm pissed off. Obviously, I'm still raging. I'm going to use Earth Shatter. So Two saves. Uh, 15 foot He's cube. So first one is going to make a save. Dexterity, it's going to get a 10, which I believe miss uh, fails. That'll be a fail. Yep. So it Excellent. gets knocked backwards and it takes the damage. Yep. Nine points of damage is done as this rocky expanse just emanates from the hammer and this orange energy just blasts it into the wall. Uh, it is knocked prone, which means that you will get advantage on your next melee attack against it because it's prone. Yep. I'm going to You go... also suffer one point of exhaustion for using the... Yes. I'm going to my bonus first and use the fire strike while that uh, with Chieftain's Fury as well. Go for it. Yeah. It is a 15 this time, which succeeds. Mm. Okay. If it succeeds, just takes half damage. So 1d8 cool. fire damage. Yeah, four. Four points of fire damage. Yep. What's it look like? Similar to the way that Barnabas uh, tried to throw the uh, person, that fella out the, out the door, I grabbed my... My uh, Chieftain's Fury and just kind of swing in a circle as, it's, as if I was going to do a hammer throw and it just picks up speed enough to and then a fire blood, a fiery strike comes out of the comes uh, off of it very nice. uh, It's looking pretty worse for wear. Is that your turn? I can't take my second attack now, can I? Yeah. Oh, all right, sweet. As a Barbarian Berserker, you can attack twice and mm. have a bonus action attack. Sweet. I will uh, also, I'm not going to use it now. I'll pull out my... Uh, Great Axe, and I'll just go for one of those. Go for it. Roll Which your attack with the Great Axe. That's a 15. 15 will hit. Plus two for Rage. Eight. So eight points of damage from the Axe attack as you go and try and sever one of its limbs. Yep. All right. That brings us then to Rengar's turn. You've got one currently attached to your torso and is razoring like a blender into your body. <laughs> i pull out the dagger and the short sword, and uh, I will make my attack with my short sword. Go for it. Oh, sorry. I also would have moved my hunter's mark onto the one. bonus action to do correct. Correct. Yep. Right. Um. Oh, yeah. Is it a bonus action to move? Yes, it is. I think it is. It yeah. is to move it. So I can only make one attack. That'll be through my yep. rapier. Sorry. It's only an 11. 11 unfortunately misses. So as you go to strike it and you move your arm in an upward motion, you watch as the, the digging in of its teeth just seems to penetrate deeper and you writhe in pain instead of striking it. You hear Braxton call brother across the bar. And that brings us then to uh, Barnabas's turn, who needs to roll a death save. Four. All right, so that's one failure. You watch as he begins to bleed out from two wounds on his body, vacuum suction points that these creatures seem to have made an impact on him. Uh, that then brings us to Morvan's turn. Uh, Morvan will keep running in as... Can I get in the door? Jump through a window. W is window difficult terrain to jump through? I'll make you do an athletics check. So if you succeed on your athletics check, you can go in and continue your movement. If you fail, your movement will stop after the window. Oh. Can I get up to the window, uh, do an attack, and then I'll try to jump through? Okay. So, so you move up to this stone window that doesn't have any glass on it, and as mm -hmm. you do, you sort of move the beads to the side, 
look at what's going in inside. You can see Barnabas on the floor bleeding out and these these insectoid looking things with snake stalk eyes mm. just begin they're messing up your friends. Yeah, I think I'll cast uh fire flame sphere. Yep. Uh it is a DC save. They get fourteen. Uh it's just the one. It's uh any creature within five feet. So I'll go the one I'd say next to Ranga as he's the closest to me. Five damn it. And now I'll try to jump through the window. Alright, roll an athletics check for me. Too generous. Fifteen. Fifteen. So you put your back onto the windowsill and roll yourself over. You stand up onto the stage and you look at the uh the party beyond. You are inside the dry spell. Yep. Turn? That's it. Alright, so that then brings us to There you go. That one's gonna keep continuing on to uh Gorgonbort. You watch as it bears its Mori fang towards you. You see this clear-looking liquid drip from its maw. First attack is going to be a 14. No. Nah. All right, so as it goes towards you, you just boot it in the face and it doesn't do anything. You watch as then, as you boot it, it flickers and then disappears. Hmm. Uh, the next one is going to continue on Rengar as it's still attached to his stomach. And it is going to get a 17. Yep. You take 10 points of piercing damage. Roll a constitution save for me. Three. That's a fail. 16 points of poison damage. <laughs> Rengar is looking incredibly he hurt. Must be close. So as you begin to feel this thing bury its <clears throat> fangs deeper into you, you watch as the poison and feel the poison <clears throat> begin to seep into your body. As it's gotten to this point on you, you watch as it phases out. So it's no longer on your body, but you can still feel it there. And you watch as it's almost like a mirror, sort of shimmering like reflecting water. And then you watch as it detaches off you. You see this gush of blood come out of your sternum and you feel it move away from you. Uh, you can roll a attack of opportunity with disadvantage because you can't see it, but mm -hmm. it's marked, correct? It is marked, yeah. Then you know its exact location. You can roll straight. Put out my hand. Hit. 15 damage total. Very nice. So 15 damage total. As it comes off of you, you basically get your rapier. And how do you attack it in such a manner that absolutely destroys it? Uh, well, I went to like try and use the rapier before and I sort of paused. And as it was trying to get away, I just jammed it straight into the carapace. Yep, get it straight into carapace. You watch as some of your own blood from its carapace spills onto the floor. It's still being invisible. You hear it screech and then continue to pitter-patter away. Yep. Do I track where it You know exactly up? where it yeah. is. Cool. Um, so you can see that this one here mm -hmm. crawls its way up the wall uh, just above the stage where the edge and was dancing before and you watch as it's sort of sitting in the corner of the wall and the roof and it's just sort of sitting there. You can sense its presence because of your hunter's mark. Morven in the corner. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but they just disappear and it's like a they teleporting thing. Or yeah, they're not just... It's phasing. They go to like the ethereal plane like this, or they're still physically there. Well, well, you're not... You're not sure at the moment. Uh, as you look, you can you can still see them sort of like a ripple in water is what you sort of see. It makes it harder for them to hit. But the one that was destroyed and killed, its body is literally there with it. Okay. Yeah. So, so that one you've definitely killed one and you can see it actually dead and killed there. Mm -hmm. These two seem to have disappeared for whatever reason, probably survival as they're animalistic, and now they're just... So the one that uh, phased out that I booted in the head, uh, it's... It's somewhere that you, you don't know. If, if, if I somewhat knew where it was, I would be able to somewhat see it, but I cannot right now. 
that yes, right? Yes, correct. Okay. That then brings us to Braxton's turn. He hears you, Rengar, say that to Morvan, and you watch as he swings around. Uh, he will use a superiority die to give himself advantage on the roll. So his first attack is going to definitely hit. He gets 16 points of damage on the creature with his first attack. Uh, and you watch as he swings around, sees where you're pointing your rapier, looses the arrow, and you watch as it hits directly into the corner, piercing this uh, insectoid's creature directly into the wall, and you watch as its black blood begins to drip down onto the stage as this splatter just spats across you, more than it being so close to you. Uh, you watch as it then phases back into reality, and you see its legs curl around the, the arrow shaft. You watch as he then turns around to the one that is next to or that was next to Gorgonbort, and he's going to sort of look around for that. And you watch as he clocks something, so he's going to fire with disadvantage to try and get it. And you watch as he's looking around, he does actually see it, and he loses an arrow, and he does seven points of damage to that. It seems like one remains. You hear a screech, and you watch as the arrow hits it, but then the arrow disappears, and you hear a scuttling again, and the other one's dead up on the ceiling with legs curled around. Mm. That then brings us to... Uh, your turn, Gorgonbord. I, I knew where it last was, didn't I? From when he uh, from when he hit it with the arrow. Yep. So, okay, I will look at that direction and just look around to try and find it. Can I use one of my actions to, to see it? I'll let you use a bonus action to do a perception check. Yeah, I'll do that. Yep. yep. Uh, do I have to roll for that? Yes. 18. Yep, 18. so as you look around, you can see where the arrow hit it. There's this splatter up against the, um, the roof. And you see as it's one of its legs sort of gotten into the mess, you can see where it sort of tracked it up on the roof and it's sitting right next to one of the uh, oil lanterns and you can definitely sort of see it's phasing in and out. So oil you can, lanterns. You can hit it with a regular roll instead of disadvantage now. I'm going to throw a javelin at the oil lantern just and, in case. Okay. So just to light it up so it's if it phases out, it should you should still be able to see it. Is that how that works? Yep, throw a javelin, straight roll. How 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 far away is this thing? Uh, from you, that's along the wall in the corner. So it's about twenty or so feet away from you, uh, Gorgonbord. Okay, and it's it's wounded because I've I've hit it, and yeah, Braxton's okay. hit it too. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to move over there, mm-hmm. and I'm going to grab out my ladle. <laughs> I'm going to try and make this the opportunity <laughs> on the table too. So you're right up there. <laughs> All yeah. right, roll your attack, straight roll. Okay, so it's that. So uh, 16. 16 hits. Yes. So you make your way up to it. You grab this ladle. You grip it firmly. You strike. Roll your damage. It's a D4 plus 4 because of strength and rage. Not bad. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a 1 plus 4. It had 5 HP. <laughs> yes, he's made you <laughs> kill with the ladle. As long as you hit, you the killed it. Bakala. <laughs> So what does it look like as you make your first kill with this <laughs> weapon? I uh, grab the ladle in my hand and I'm fairly close to this thing. I kind of just grab it and put my hand on it and just like bang, 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 <laughs> to, to make sure it, uh, it dies. With the Buckle ladle. it into submission. As you do, you watch as it's like a, a Jackson Pollock painting. This splashes yeah. all over the wall of blood. You watch as it phases back in. You can see its face is completely mush. You watch as one of the eye stalks falls and hits the ground and you watch as its carapace just splatters across the floor. You then hear Raj from behind the counter. He says, I hope you're going to clean that up, but thank you. 
Does anyone need any medical attention? Yeah, Barnabas does. The one that can't speak, him. He <laughs> needs it now. Ranga also looks incredibly rough. You watch as he moves his way over to Barnabas. And you watch as he moves his hand across your face, Barnabas. And he says, wake friend, you will live to fight another day. And you watch as his words are spoken. It's almost like dust falling out of his mouth in this arcane energy that waves over his body uh, and moves onto yours. You regain seven points of hit points uh, from the spell. He looks towards you, Rengar, who seems to be like clutching at your guts. And you watch as well as he moves over to you, touches your wound and says, I can only do this one more time. But here. And you gain six HP. <clears throat> can we uh, just visually check them for the things we saw in that other mm. um, dude? And just want to make sure they're not inside these check, two. Check me for eggs. Yeah. You say as you wake <laughs> Immediately open your eyes. Check me for eggs. <laughs> Roll a nature check, please, Baron Barnabas. Oh, sorry. Gorgon Bort. Yeah. So um, Braxton makes his way over to you, Rengar. And as he's looking, he says, Oh, no. He looks up to you. You're still as ugly as ever. <laughs> I'm just fucking smacking one. <laughs> <laughs> he looks and he says, oh, Get off me. You're fine. You're not going to be a mama to any more of them. Oh, thankfully. Good. And as you check out Barnabas, yep. what did you get? A 20. So as you look at him, you look at the wounds on his body and you can see that there appears to be a similar wound on him as there was to the gentleman that came in. Hmm, do I tell him? <laughs> <laughs> or does that just make it worse? Uh, you hear yeah. this voice in your head that says, don't tell him. It'll be funnier that way. Uh, shush. Please. <laughs> uh, we need to get you sorted, pal. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> uh, 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 what are you talking about? What's wrong with the big fellow? I don't want to put the knife in you like I did the last fellow because the last time that happened, it pissed him off. So... Uh, he might have been that. Up. I'm just saying, we're, I'm seeing a similar wound to what I saw on this other fella. Is oh. there a cleric nearby? I, I sort of gesture to the edge and acid. Can you help with us? Or a paladin? Steady maybe? hands to remove this. He nods and says, We've had some people fall ill and they have gone to Druid. He may be able to help your friend. Yeah, well, let's go because this other guy, that happened quickly. He usually patrols the grasslands to the north this time of the morning. It seems he was not here to witness this, unfortunately. Can Morvan send Ali to yep. find him directly? Yep. So you watch as the owl just <laughs> goes straight out the window. As Barnabas, you are sat down on one of the tables. You watch as Braxton moves over and says, I don't suppose you want a, another arm wrestle right about now. You'll oh. get through this, buddy. <laughs> Not, not quite at this moment, no. Okay, and at that, uh, roll a perception check for Ali, please. 20. Cutting through one of the larger trees that you can see that seems to have less foliage than the others, you can see the red cape billowing in the breeze. You duck Ali down towards him, and you watch as his grey hair just sort of flickers in the sunlight. His sword rested across his shoulder. You watch as he's got uh, a couple of pieces of that brown-looking fruit in his hands as well. He seems to have found someone his way and he's just carrying them back. At that, he looks towards the owl. His eyebrows cross. 
and you watch as what what do you do with the owl? Um, can can Ali sort of perch and wave his wing to? Uh, is that a bit too much? No, no, you can do that. Ali will sort of perch. If nothing else, he can nod. like look at him and look yeah, at so his head. Like nod right his, his head face. back. Otherwise, Ali can scry to the end, please, yeah. in the sand. <laughs> no worries. So with your message delivered through Ali, you watch as he does indeed follow, and approximately six or so minutes later, you watch as Druitt enters the dry spell. As he comes in, you watch as he makes his way directly towards Barnabas, and he gets both of his thumbs and pulls down his eyelids. He says, what was it? We gesture to the dead. (laughs) As he looks around, he says, I've never witnessed anything like that in my time here. He goes and moves his way over to the creature and you can see him sort of investigating it and you can hear him mumbling under his voice. He says, probably not paralysis, some element of poison, definitely disease. Okay, and you watch as he moves his way over to Barnabas and you can see him put a hand, a, a, a hand on your forehead and you watch as he also puts a hand on your wound. And you watch as he does that, he makes this red energy move through you and as it does, you watch as these three eggs pop out onto his hands and he just crushes them. And as he crushes them and throws them off to the floor, he moves a wave of red energy over you and he says... You are well, by Auburn's grace. You will not be the host for any more of these creatures. At this point, I didn't get to be a mother. <laughs> I'm sure your time will come. <laughs> but I'm happy you get to breathe another day and thank Auburn that I was here to help you and thank that your friend fetched me so quickly. Thank you, pal. Appreciate it. He nods and says to all of you, sorry I couldn't be here when this happened. I'll repent upon my duty and be more vigilant in future. He watches Brax and puts a hand on his shoulder and says, It's all right, buddy. We took care of it for you, so um, that'll be ten gold. He watches, he looks and says, I'm sure that the good deed is enough. And he watches Brax and just looks at you, Rengar, holds up his hands. He's like, we don't work for free, do we? Uh, in some cases, yeah. Well, I guess you're welcome. And he watches, he moves <laughs> his way to the bar, <laughs> takes a bottle of scotch and he says... <laughs> I'm taking this. <laughs> he makes his way to one of the booths, uncorks it, collects his arrows and starts drinking. This is good. This guy. What would you guys like to do? We're in need of a long rest. We're going to need room here. He nods and says, I guess I can give you a room free of charge. That's the least you could do. He says, you've only just awoken. Yeah. Sleep set off in the afternoon, I reckon, today. Well, you- can we say we've had a short rest then? I guess. No, but that's long rest still. So we could chill all day as you <laughs> Never mind. recover. I'm sure and then set off tomorrow. Um, did we? I think we need to set we off. We did get a, some vials yeah, and these off, yeah. creatures do have poison. Do we want to try to collect some poison? You do you guys? Them. Well, I, I don't use melee weapons. Nah, I don't touch no? that shit. Bad. Whatever right. the hell that was. Yeah, we're not even out there yet. <laughs> you watch as the Erginasi comes through the bald boy probably about 10 or so years old looks around and you watch as he moves over to all the different areas where these bugs seem to be and you watch as he moves his hands over each of the areas and they literally fall to dust and blow away with the wind as he does it you watch as his eyes sort of 
flicker white and you watch as the air genasi just sort of gives gives him a nod and he goes and holds her hand again. What are you doing, boy? Cleaning up. Can Morvan uh, have a chat to him about that spell? Yeah. Uh, are we sorry? Are we staying the day for the long rest, or are we short resting? What I, What was the? Do we need? Well, you got nothing. No, I'm good. I well, uh, if we're sad. spending a day, yeah, air quotes. Can I have a chat to this? Uh, I assume it's the Edgenossi, half Edgenossi boy, and yeah. see what the spell was. See if I can yeah. learn quickly. What do you say to him? Hey, mate. I'm Morvan. I I'm impressed by what you did there. What What was that? I made it go away. Uh, How did you manage that? Why'd you? I was born with it. I've always known how to do that. Do you concentrate or do you think? Or what, what it goes used to be mind? really hard, but not so much anymore. You're curious. Very. Can and I abrupt? <laughs> Very. Can I well, especially when there's something I want to know, uh can I ask his I'm assuming the Genosi woman is his mother? She if you say that, she shakes no. her head. Can I talk to go up to her and say, Oh, what's um who's this little boy? He wandered up to us one day, as many do from the dry expanse, but he's been here for a long time now. Does he have a name or a history that you're aware of? We call him Ren. Ren? He didn't come with a name, but perhaps his parents were part of a raiding party that went wrong, or his family was taken as slaves by orcs. Is he human? He looks human to you. So are there humans that reside in the dry expanse, or...? She nods and she says, there are some tribes, nomadic. Okay. He's, but he's been here for a long time and he looks 10. Well, I've only been here for four years <clears throat> and he's been here since I have been here. Okay. Um, can I go back to Ren? Um, can I grab my glass or a glass from the bar and say, can you make, basically I want to study him for however long we want to thematically do it and See if I can sort of work out what he's doing. Okay, so as you sit a glass mm. on the table, mm. he looks at you, blank-faced, mm. waves his hand half-heartedly, and you watch as the glass just <laughs> falls to dust. And so it actually goes to dust as an invisible world? Falls, like Thanos style, like dust. No. He looks and he says, it's easy. He just waves his hand. Can I do, say, Arcana, try to gauge something, or... Yep. I'm Ren. Hi, Ren, I'm Morvan. That's Uh, only a 10. (laughs) He looks and he says, I don't know how it's done. I just feel it happen, and then I think about it not being there anymore, and then it's not. So you Um, think about it disappearing? I guess. Morvan, I don't have a lot of... uh, I don't know a lot about Arcana, but I can give it a crack. I know a little bit. Then... Put another glass down next to Golden Board. We might as well make a game of this while we wait. 16 hours. Yeah. Um, That's four. You watch as Golden Board looks at it. You concentrate really hard, Golden Board, and you move your hand. Nothing happens. You get really frustrated, so you slam your hand onto it, turn it into dust. Magic. See? <laughs> dust. Mm, you made a pencil disappear, right? Eh? Yeah. Um, he looks to you both standing there and says... You guys are probably some of the strongest people I've seen around here in a while. Is this your first time in the desert? Yes, we've never... Well, I've I've never been here before. I've got a question for you. Can you do that to live things? Yep. Could you have... Okay, could you have done that to those things when they were here? Did you see them? Hmm. Hmm. 
Where are you from? I don't know. Huh. I wandered in here one day. Do you remember how long ago that was? It was... <sighs> six summers ago. Summers ago, yes. They found me when I was really small. And you've been out to do it ever since? Yeah. I think it's a trick I was born with. A mark left on me. I've always wanted to find out. Maybe we could find out together. Psst, Morvan, I think he should come with us. Do you want to come with us? Are you allowed to leave here? Um, uh, the elders here, you're not, you know, um, they're not your guardians, are they? You're, you're just here doing your, mm. doing your own thing? I mean, they treat me like a child, but... You are a child. I, I tend to go where I please. Tamira looks after me mostly, looks at the edge of Nasi. But if I wanted to leave, she couldn't stop me. Will you help mm. me find my people? We are heading to the dry expanse. It'll be dangerous. I, I can't promise that we will find anything, but if you want to come with... Do you know anything about your people? Nope, except for this. She, he holds up a forearm. You can see a like a scar or a birthmark on his forearm. In the shape of something? or just Looks a, like an eye. An eye. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, history or... Roll a religion check. Six. Eleven. No idea. Hmm. It's so simple and basic, you can't really grasp where it really came from. We can keep an eye out on the journey for that sort of... Uh... Well, Morvan knows that there's a sacred temple in there. Would he make the connection or... Oh, well, um, Frank is going to go up to the edge and ask and What was your name? I didn't catch it last time. I am Tamira. If I promise to take care of this young man, may we take him with us? If he wants to come. She smiles and said, Oh, warrior's promise. He's in your charge. Thank you. He was never mine to give. You watch as Ren looks at you and says, Guess I'm going on a little walk. An adventure to be had, young man. Greg, we're going to need more rations. Hmm. Braxton looks to you, Rangar, and says, Do you really think you're father material? I mean, look what just happened to you. You're promising this lady you can keep this boy safe. Can't even keep yourself without holes. Excuse me, Braxton, uh, but I'm, I'm part of this group and I didn't take any damage. So far, you're the most <laughs> formidable warrior, but if you'd look at uh, my impressive physique, neither did I. Uh, an arm wrestle is due later <laughs> as well. <laughs> so far, I'm 1-0 on arm wrestles. Yep. Very so, so far, I'm the leader of this crew. <laughs> oh, wrong. Eat my rations, take my bed. Mate, listen. Ren's and you let me do it. Ren's coming with us, and it'll be right. I'm well, not taking responsibility for that kid. In fairness, it's uh, Morvan that wants to uh, keep practicing with that's Ren and fine. his dust. Uh, that's what I'm just and, saying. He's part of the party now. And, and, and I'm saying Ren can kill shit quickly. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see. If he's close by, I'm guessing he's not very strong. Sometimes I get really tired after it too. These were small, so it was easier. And the cups, they don't they're not alive, so back up. But your people might be able to if if they're nice, they might be able to help us. You might be able to oh. understand better what this means. Oh yeah. Um, 
two things. Uh, can I go back out to uh, Silent Breeze, make sure that our map hasn't grown legs? He's still and there. <laughs> also um, ask him about these nomadic tribes and if he knows what an eye tattoo means. Or uh, As you make your way to Silent Breeze, he's still there looking at the map. Uh, and as you look to him, Grift comes to you as well and interprets. He says he doesn't know. He just says, this kid's been here for, well, we've been here longer than him. He just came in one day with with Sulu, Suro, which you know to be the Loxodon. Well, until San Breezy gets another day to review this map as we'll be here for a bit longer. Do we need to buy more rations here for or? It's okay. I don't need much. There's plenty more glasses inside, so uh, let's keep practicing. All right. They- I've got glasses too. <laughs> as you guys do that, the other two members of the party resting, mm. you watch as many people begin meandering in and out of the tavern. You watch as the three goblin women come in for a drink and then come back out. You get the scent of manure as they do, as they come in and out. You then watch as well as a burly-looking orc begins making his way into the inn. And as he looks around, he seems to be looking for something. And as he looks around, he spots... <clears throat> what he seemed to be looking for. And he looks at Gorgon Board. Hmm. So I see him this time. All right. What's his uh, reaction when he sees me? Anger. Okay. I walk up to him. He stands rigid. And as you move up to him, your head probably comes to the middle of his chest. Oh, he's a big one. And he, uh, he, he width-wise, he's more than you are. Mm. You watch as you approach, he does that thing with an axe where he's holding it at the the head of the axe and then he lets it drop to the floor but catches it before it hits the floor. Hmm. You see this bone uh, blade that seems to be... It looks like... Can I do a... uh, I don't know too much for the left early, so I'll just do a uh, history check, see if I've... I don't think I've been to his tribe or if if I'm I'm part of it, but if I'm not, he's not going to be a fan of me. Scar. You can see that there used to be a tattoo across his scar. It seems uh, under his scar, but it seems to have been scarred away. Hmm. From what you can make out, there's two tusks, uh, and this seems to be part of the Shiguan tribe or the giant boar. But yeah. there's a scar straight through it. He looks at you and just. <laughs> You've got a problem with me? Yes. Why? Half breed. Hmm. Shameful. Not worthy. To breathe the same air as me. Wasn't my choice. As it is not mine to meet the fate that you will meet. Okay. Did you Outside. Uh, now. No, listen before that. You listen. Mm. I invoke the right of Gorzrogok outside now. Gorzrogok. Okay. Slaughter. Yeah. Look, here's what we're going to do. More than... <laughs> No, here's what we're going to do. Uh, and I grab my chieftain's fury and I walk outside. You walk outside. He he turns and walks outside. You watch as he makes his way north of the water well and mm-hmm. he stands in the sand and you watch as he's holding his axe with two hands and rolls his shoulders. Yep. He's pretty big. He looks to you and says, You will not survive. No, regain my honor. Rejoin. My tribe. What honor? Killing a half orc? Wouldn't you want, want to get that back by killing a whole orc? To he you, shakes his head. To you, I'm only half the, half the prize. You are ashamed to all orc. 
Those that exist like you must be purged. Morven can walk out with and say, do you really want to do this? I don't, I don't think I get a choice. Well, I think he is uh, ready you get, to You're go. gathering a bit of an audience as well, and you watch the Loxodon female sort of looks on. You watch as she begins walking through, and she waves her hands up like a no sort of thing. She's like, Kagan, Kagan, you don't need to do this. Who is he, and why is he in town? Why, why does he freely walk around if he's from that uh, that pit of slaughter? You watch as he walks up to you, and he says, you don't even speak in your native tongue. Filth. You can understand me, can't you? I need to speak this vile tongue so you understand me. You watch as he says something then in Orcish that's pretty bad insult. Perception. I want to know exactly what he said. I can. You know that he's pretty much sworn at him in Orcish. Yeah, Yeah. awesome. In Orcish. I also uh, speak in Orc and I say, prepare yourself because you're about to get hurt. And I grab, I run at him with my chieftain's fury. All right, you're running at him. Rengar is going to like how, get right. How, clo- how close is everyone? Like, uh, as, as in like people that aren't part of They're watching, this. but yeah. they're not engaging. You watch as uh, you hear this massive trumpeting noise and you turn around to see uh, Suru just like trumpeting to try and get you to stop. You watch as he holds his axe, rolls his shoulders and smiles at you as you're coming, one tusk protruding from his lips. Well, mm-hmm. would Morven get the thing that he should can help or, or it wouldn't really bring you to say you, you just want to kill him. Um, I don't want to kill him. I just want to uh, just knock him down a notch. You watch as Suru says to you, Ranga, who's standing next to you. She says, he helps me bring this people water. Yeah, I can't do it I'm, without him. I'm just going to just roll my eyes, run in between the running orc and the other brutal orc, and I'm just going to like... I attempt to push Ranga away without hurting him and bring my chieftain's fury down in front of this orc. Okay, so roll not, an athletics n- not check. Not to kill him, just to intimidate him, like back off. Roll an athletics check. Yes. All right, so he shoves you in the shoulder and it's probably the first time he's actually sort of pushed you out of the way and you sort of take the brunt of it, but you stand firm and you go to bring the hammer down mm. and Rengar doesn't flinch. The hammer just sort of comes directly across his shoulder and you realise he's not moving, so you pull out of the swing. Um, so at that, you watch as the orc begins to laugh at you. Just <laughs> uh, owned by your own pet, and you watch as he walks away back towards Suru, the Loxodon. There's bigger battles to be had, young orc. I know what you're trying to do, but it's not the time. Yeah, what's his deal? <laughs> you know what his deal is. He's a full orc. You're a half orc. It's an inherent feature that he just can't stand the sight of you you should know better hmm. but why does she I don't why does this what is this she just thing needs up them and, yeah right you watch as um, Braxton walks up in between you guys like eating some figs that he got from <laughs> the stand before and he goes I'm not gonna lie I shit my pants a little bit there <laughs> <laughs> more than goes uh, the orc is the Lexodon's pet in this situation I wouldn't take it too harshly alright well his nickname is now the Water Spout, and <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> Just think of yeah, fuck that guy. Right, think you. of the uh, honor that Lader would have, though. See a Water Spout, and we'll go on our journey. <laughs> okay, so with your rest behind you, you begin making your way to the mouth of this ravine, collecting the map on the way. Yep, you okay. go and <laughs> take the map from Silent Breeze. And as you do so, 
You watch as he gives you all a deep bow. Do we... Is there any information? any information that he was supposed to give us? Or has he scratched anything onto no. the map or written anything? Not that you can see. Can you see with yeah. your um, magna... Uh, can you, like, it's like the constellations change or anything? It's all just exactly... Uh, it would have to be nighttime. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. right, right. So we're right. taking a long rest, so I assume that more of them will get the map out and study that and we'll get our bearings for travel in the morning during the night. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, as you get the astral octant out to explain to Gorgon Board that it needs to be out at nighttime, you watch as you look through the telescope and through the clear light of day, you can see the constellation of the stars. Oh, mm. sorry. Yeah. Uh, can I, Can does it still channel the light? Can I still yep. shine the light onto the map? Yeah. Right, well, has it investigate. changed? What's the name? Uh, I kind of check. 25. Looking at it as well, you don't see any changes. It seems that he was just thankful to read something and look at something from his culture being disconnected from for some time. Did, uh, I suppose we can ask before we leave, did you want us to take a message to this? Yeah, he's, the, um, the, the Rosturden tribe. Uh, Rosturden. Rosturden. To message yeah. in the stars. He moves his hands around and you get the gist, having spent a bit of time with him, that this is, no, that's not where he belongs. Yeah. Uh, and at that, you guys leave. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Braxton walking behind you. The boy Ren in the tow, donkey. sitting on the donkey. You can see that he's wrapped up in what looks like a like a turban to cover his head, and you can see that cloths sort of wrap around him as well. You see him sitting on the donkey. You watch as he's waving goodbye to everybody. It seems that you've gathered uh, quite the crowd here. They all turn to dust. <laughs> as you then uh, move your eyesight, Gorgon Bort, onto Water Spout, you look at him and he's just steel-eyed looking at you. Mm. Almost as if he's waiting for you to come back and finish what you started. Yep. You begin moving through the ravine. The sun hot on your backs. You immediately feel that dry essence just move across your being. And you feel like as a breeze goes by, a small particle of, like, of sand comes across your face and almost like hits it like small knives hitting into your skin. Can Morven uh, take some of his extra clothes and do a turban-like run, try to yep. take his lead? Yep. So you then begin to wrap it up and it does provide you some shade, some cool and yep. some respite from the sand. Yep. As soon as you move your way into the shade of the ravine, it's probably about five or so degrees cooler. It's much more. Uh, nicer and you begin walking through and the worst part about walking through this ravine is you can hear and feel the wind above that brings the sand down like rain upon you but other than that there's not much movement in this area and it's creepy you look towards your floor and you can see that there is cracks running through the stone and you hear Braxton's exhales and he says how 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 desperate are you to regain your honor brother Desperate enough to make this venture, little brother, as you know. Don't worry. I think we'll be fine. You know, having been with him, he's putting on a brave front, but he's a little nervous. still young, still. Yeah, he's still nervous. He's he's a little bit nervous, yeah. You're going into a place that most people don't talk about or have seen before. 
things could be much worse, Brax, if we don't do this. So, yeah, it's not it worse, possibly. Yeah. yeah. What did you let out? <laughs> We're still trying to work that out, but let's just say a very, very powerful wizard. Wizard. Very. Killed thousands of wizards in my time. Uh, more than ways. Willing to add one more to the list. It's nice far, hat. Far greater than what I think a standard wizard would be. He moves towards the lot of you. He's holding the reins of the donkey. You begin walking. I'd like you all to now roll, or one person to roll a navigation check, please. Is that the advantage, plus five, Plus five with advantage, Arcana. Nice. 24. So you watch as Morven begins uh, manipulating these instruments. He gets the magnetometer out, and as soon as you walk in, you watch as the dials begin to spin and gyrate on top of it, and it eventually points you into a direction that you choose it to go in, heading in a southerly direction. You then watch as the astral light begins to permeate onto the map, and you look up into the stars, seeing it even though it's daytime, and you begin, or you know, in the middle of the um, the afternoon and you begin to move your way in a southerly direction through this gulch. You watch as it comes to a fork where this large rocky incline sort of cuts the gulch in half and you're able to move to the left and path to, to keep true to your bearing. You guys have probably been traveling for a good hour now and it's definitely getting hot even in this uh, later part of the afternoon. Moving your way from shade to shade, you begin hearing like the cause of vultures coming from somewhere outside of the ravine and then as you begin walking through this area i'd like you all to roll perception checks please Uh, 16 14 14 17 okay you start to notice the ground ahead of you you look at the sand upon it this rock surface and it's almost like it's dancing you watch then as some of the smaller pebbles up sitting on the rock faces ahead of you and by the sides of you on the ravine the smaller pebbles begin to rattle on the rocks you watch as Braxton looks around Ren looks to you and says what's that you guys feel that Mm -hmm. and it's at that moment you begin to feel the vibrations rolling through your legs you hear the sound of thumping above you and it's rhythmic it's weird And as you look up, you hear this massive trumpeting noise and then the sun is blocked out. As you look up, you can see what looks like a herd of what looks like mastodons or large elephant-like creatures just moving and lumbering their way above the ravine. You can see these large furry creatures just moving southerly in a direction similar to you. They seem to have meandered across the path and it's shaking the literal ground below you. You can see large tusks that seem to sway from side to side, burdening the front of these heavy creatures. There's probably about 20 of these things just moving in that direction. They're just walking. Just walking. There's no humanoids or anything riding on them? They're just a trap? Nope. Uh, they're, they're actually pretty big. And they're, they're, and they're in front of us. They're to the side of you yeah, and you up, watch as they're, they're yeah. probably moving slower than you. So you're walking and you're sort of passing them as they're going in their direction. Ren looks to you all, the bald boy, and he says, well, they're really big. We should we could, we could follow them like at their speed so that we're not like- in, Well, let's so we give them a bit of a head start. Yeah, and, uh, that's what I mean, yeah. I we should let them pass. They'll During that conversation, Barnabas, can you roll a uh, perception check for me, please? 15. You hear your allies talking, 
but you're intent listening. You hear the trumpets of these mastodon. You watch as it's like almost like a cloud goes over the sun because it suddenly gets darker. And you look up and across the sun you can see this shadow that seems to be atop the sun. You watch as it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and eventually blocks out the sun. Your allies stop talking mid-conversation with each other, mid-argument, and you look as you all at the same time look upwards. You hear this massive screech and this massive wingspan as this billowing wind begins to buffet against you guys. You watch as the mastodon above begin to stampede and run. And as they do, you watch as rocks begin to fall. You watch as these large talons just swoop down and squawk and grab into one of these mastodons. You hear a trumpeting flail and you hear a massive screech. And you watch as three of the mastodons begin to tumble down the ravine in your direction. You watch as the rocks begin to fall and you look up Barnabas and actually see this feathered creature swoop down, grab it, and its wingspan is up to 600 feet long. It is massive, this bird. And as it absolutely buffets its wings, you guys are blown away. The rocks are pushed down the ravine and the mastodon just fall to its side and you watch as it begins to swoop back upwards. Everybody needs to roll a dexterity save. My God. What was that? Oh, and look at that. Nat 20. Beautiful. Barnabas? 13. 13. Morgan? Unnatural 20. And Renga. Wow. Okay, so you watch as these Mastodon just begin tumbling down the ravine. These rocks, probably the size of like a large car, begin tumbling down with you. You watch as Braxton takes Ren off the donkey and just cradles him in this nook. Uh, and you watch as rocks just begin to fall upon him and crash around them. You lose sight of both of them. Baron Barnabas, you move across and just duck between and underneath one of these outcroppings and you watch as the rocks and a Mastodon just falls directly in front of you, blocking your way out and you smell its fur on you and you can feel the impacts of rocks hitting it, the light disappearing as you're trapped in and within this area. The rest of you, you watch as rocks begin to tumble and fall. And we'll end the episode there. You don't know what happens to you. Uh, (laughs) There we go. Hi guys, and thank you so much for listening to the latest episode, D&D Valiant Odyssey. In the future guys, if you want to catch up with us outside of the times that the episodes are released, you can come to our Discord. You should find the link in the show notes. If you want to catch up on all the announcements and keep up to date with the Valiant Odyssey action, then there's our socials link as well. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, we're there. Valiant Odyssey is growing and it's all because of you. So thank you so much for your patronage. Make sure you leave a review on your favorite podcast medium. We'll see you next week. Welcome to the Odyssey.